You guys know that I've joined the Motivated CEO podcast to the podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Joanne Bolt, and myself at the upcoming live masterclass, Three-Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast, everyone. I am joined by a special guest today, Brittany Rohner of The Dreamer Co. Brittany, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Amy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So a little backstory. I attended a conference, I don't know, about a month ago, maybe, Yeah. Um, called Northeast Ohio Women Connect. And Brittany was one of the panelists speaking during one of the breakout sessions that I attended. And I found myself sitting there just shaking my head. Yes. Yes. With all of these fabulous points she was making. And it was just nugget after nugget of just so much wisdom and value and, and things that we often forget being in business. So Mm I knew that Brittany's message was one that that needed to be shared. So afterwards, I, I went up. I'm like, hey, I need you to come on my podcast and spread this message because it is one that needs to be shared. So Brittany, tell us a little backstory about yourself, about your company. Tell us your journey. Sure. So um, thanks again. I really appreciate it. That was a heck of an event, right? It was, we got it just as much energy being part of that experience and sharing, you know, lessons learned the pitfalls <laughs> as mm-hmm. well along the way. Um, so I started my own company in uh, October of 2020. Um, like many families, I needed to pivot um, during the pandemic, given homeschooling, Uh, needs for children and just how our life and some of those support systems that we had historically relied on, you know, as a family, were more or less stripped out, you know, from from underneath us. Um, So I left my role as a VP of human resources at a Midwest distribution company um, to pursue my dream of going out on my own and uh, being an HR talent management consultant because I've always wanted to do it. I've I've known that since literally I was a kid and um, I'll never forget when I was even 21 working on Christmas Eve, you know, it was my first job out of college. I'm doing benefits enrollment and literally I was there until the lights went out. I'm like, this cannot be the future. This can, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this until I'm 65 or whatever new age retirement they're making up now. Um, but that is, that is just not something I want for the next 40 years. So I'm going to put together a plan and a path on how to get there. So the original intent was to work, you know what I mean? 40 years or, you know, whatever it is, 20 years, I don't know the number, but work until I had enough flexibility to pursue my own, my own thing. Well, it only ended up being about 13 years in industry. 
Um, but along the way, I was very, very fortunate to have uh, fabulous mentors um, along, you know, supporting me, guiding me, uh, excellent teammates. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the people that I've worked with and for. Um, and I decided to invest in myself as well along the way. And I would say that's a huge point for anyone that is ever looking to go out on their own. You have to be willing to invest in yourself, mm -hmm. in your knowledge, in your experience, and take the time, which is incredibly hard to find. So yes, I didn't sleep for a lot of years. Um, I got my master's at Case Western in organizational development and change. Um, and the day that I was due to graduate, I actually had my son. So that was sort of a funny experience because <laughs> my colleagues are like texting me at commencement, like, how are you doing? Cause I'm literally in labor. Um, so that was excellent. So actually the day that I was due to walk across the stage, I wore my gown at the hospital because I was so proud. And, uh, we had a little graduation party as soon as my son was born. So, um, he was my best graduation gift ever. Um, and then two years later I had my second one. So I think for me too, like the family support, the, you know, colleagues support, the support I got through my education and the network of folks that I was, again, very fortunate enough to meet along the way were incredibly supportive as life through a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? My way, because this is back in like 2013, 2015. So a lot changed between 15 and, and 20, you know, mm -hmm. but when you're, when you're a mom and a working mom and candidly, I'm the, I'm the breadwinner for my family. Um, it's one of those things that anytime you make a leap into entrepreneurship and be to step out of traditional corporate America, you know, to focus on your family and pursuing a dream, like that can be a scary thing. It can be. Um, so, but I think at the end of the day, knowing that I've always wanted this, Amy, it was sort of like, what am I waiting for? And I think 2020 taught at least me that. I don't want to project or assume what lessons we all learned, but I think a lot of us probably had that recollection of like, why do we hit the pause button on things that we want? for our livelihoods, for our families, for our futures. Like if there's a way we can build it, do it, make it, create it, what are we waiting for? Like, there's no magic button that's like, time is now, ding, ding, ding. Like that doesn't, that's not real. So if anybody's waiting for that, it, it doesn't happen. And, and in fact, it's, it's usually the exact opposite. There's usually this major convergence in your life and it might feel like you're in chaos. And that's usually when folks hit the tipping point at least in my experience. It's not always pretty, but it's certainly an impetus for change. At least that's what it was for me. Oh my gosh. It was absolutely the same for me as well. And it just, life definitely teaches us those lessons. And I think our, our prior careers working for other companies, you know, that experience in those roles really does prepare us even more for entrepreneurship. Being yeah. a mom prepared us prepares us for entrepreneurship. I mean, you've yeah. got to juggle everything. Yes. Another thing you really touched upon mm -hmm. is investing in yourself, which mm -hmm. is key. Finding a mentor, reaching out, mm -hmm. whether it be 
a family member, a coach, mm-hmm. a mentor. I mean, there's so many different ways. What are some examples of different ways you've invested in yourself? What have you taken the steps in that have helped you to thrive and overcome some of those mindset beliefs and those obstacles that we we put upon ourselves? Sure. So I would say first and foremost, I've always been a huge proponent of education. So um, I grew up in that. My my mom always taught me your education comes first. Um, so, you know, I worked full time to, to pursue my master's degree because that's the only way that I could afford it. And, and quite frankly, it was sort of integrated into our program. So that was nice that hey, you know, the the way that it was structured, it was designed for working folks that, you know, knew you have to have a day job, right, in order to afford this education. So I was, I was blessed that the university had that structure in place. A lot of them do. So again, it's like, if you're working full time, you're like, how am I going to go to school? It is possible because they get it. So um, that's what's different in a master's program more so than undergrad. Um So I, but I also worked during my undergraduate experience as well. So there's never been a time where I didn't work and go to school. So it wasn't a hard leap. Um, And I would say I, I was, I'm a natural extrovert. So I'm not afraid to ask questions or ask for help or connect with someone to learn something. Um, And even if you are more introverted, you know, if you have a colleague, for example, sitting in your class with you, whether it's certification or your master's program or just a just a cohort seminar like we were at at, at Northeast Ohio Women's Connect. If something is said by your neighbor or colleague in the room and it sticks out to you, go up and introduce yourself. Make that simple exchange to say like, hey, I, I like what you said. We don't know each other, but I'd love to talk to you. That's how we're sitting here today. A simple interaction can go a long way. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars to learn from someone. So I think that's my second point. Um, and you also might need to make job changes too, to, or work changes or to accommodate your education. For example, I took a job going into my master's program because it paid more so I could afford my education. I made that strategic decision. Um, and if you have uh, tuition reimbursement, use it. If you have access to different grant programs, call universities, ask those questions. Also, I, I pursued my SHRM certification. I was fortunate enough to work for a, a, a leader who said, I want to support you in that. I'll pay for it. And, and that's a gift, you know? And so I said, of course, yes. Did you have to study for weeks? Sure you do. That's, you have to put in the work, you know what I mean? To get, to get the outcome um, that you want. And then, you know, but she had gone through it. So again, we talked about it. We shared that experience. What did you do? How did you prep? So um, I think it's a willingness to be vulnerable, a willingness to ask questions, a willingness to sweat. Like, and honestly, I'm not kidding when I say I didn't sleep for like, seven years. And it really helped me though, because when I was going through my grad program, I'm working full-time and going to school full-time. And then I had a baby the day that I graduated. So I didn't, I haven't slept for like the last nine years. So it works out fine. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But so much value that you just dropped right there. I mean, one of the things that you said too, is, you know, you have to ask, you have to stop just assuming if you just put these barriers up before you even 
figure out, okay, well, you know, I'm never going to pursue this because I have to work in X, Y, Z. You figure it out. You put in yeah. the, the hard work and you make those strategic decisions. Like you said, mm -hmm. I love that, that how you phrase that strategic decisions, because you can't just say yes to everything. You have to no. prioritize, but there's always a way to figure it out. Yes. And once you start getting in the room, asking those questions, asking for help, what incredible possibilities that opens. Yeah. And, and the other thing I would advise that anytime, even if let's say you can't go to school, you can't get a certificate program. You're literally just working and you're like, how am I getting out? I want to do something more. One of the things that anyone can do, and it's, it's part of the intentional change process is to, and is to create a personal board of directors. So if not familiar with this concept, um, your personal board should represent various facets of your life from your professional aspirations to your personal, you know, family ties, uh, a best friend could be a part of that. Uh, again, a mentor, um, someone that you just admire, you know, maybe you just, you don't even go to have a, a drink together, but you, you were together before in the past. You're like, wow, that's just someone that's really got something that I want in my life, but you need to form this personal board of directors that you can consult. So if you're ever facing a challenging time or a decision or a move, I can tell you before I made my leap, I reached out to my personal board and um, I have a personal board that sort of guides me in my professional life. And then I have a, a different board that I consult um, on personal matters. However, some members overlap, right? Sure, but there sure, are different sure. folks that, that you can select within your network. But I reached out to the folks that, um, and I would say your board should, should encompass folks that have known you for the majority of your, of your adult life. Um, not to say you can't invite new folks in, but those that have known you for 10 years or, you know, the last 15 years have seen your growth and evolution. And so sometimes they have a better view of what is your strengths and your, you know, your developmental points and perhaps you do. So you want folks on your board that are willing to challenge you. And that's the other thing. If you're not willing to hear, hey, you gotta make this adjustment you need to be willing to do this differently. I'm gonna put you in your place for a second. That's gonna get in your own way. We have to be willing to accept criticism and pause with positive intent and grace. Yes, oh my gosh. And don't you feel as though having that personal board of directors, it's just so grounding. It's yeah. taking that emotion out of it because so many times we just get stuck. And then we get into that tunnel vision and we can't see the way out. But I, there's an analogy that, you know, it, growth and pushing through fear, it's like a seed being planted in the soil. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, pushing through that, not being able to see the outcome, but still pushing that allows you to grow, that allows yeah. you to go from that seed into a plant. Yeah. And it's just, yes, I love the, the idea of having a personal board of directors to really interact with and advise you and help you work through some of those yeah. challenges. It's, it's key there, and, to pick up, to use your analogy and take it further. The personal board, sort of like the soil, the, you know, that supports you and the light yes. because 
the light is the one that can lift you up and show you things and push you there that you don't even know yourself. And so that's where I think, you know, to use that kind of visual cue for folks, if you're like, how or what or who should that look like, find those individuals and connections in your life that are a light for you. And, uh, you know what I mean? Constantly willing to pull you forward, which again, comes with challenging, comes with adding tough questions, comes with tough love, but also comes with all the warmth do you know what I mean? And compassion that you can imagine, because that's at the core of a positive support system is that, you know, you need folks that want in the best for you, whatever that means. Right. Including challenging you because you can't change if you're just stagnant, if you're just being complacent. So having those people to challenge you will help you grow by leaps and bounds so much faster. Yeah. So one of the other things I did want to touch upon was let's get kind of like cerebral here. Let's talk about motivation and the positive neuro response associated with that. That was something you touched Mm -hmm. upon when, when we were at the conference and I really thought it was fascinating because there's science behind this. This is proven. This isn't just the theory that, oh, community over competition, you know, everybody love everybody. No. There is research, science. These are are valid, valid points. So can you dive a little bit into that for me? Absolutely. So when we when we talk about again, pursuing your dream, living your truth, um, what looking at all those positive memes on Instagram or social that have these wonderful inspirational quotes. One of the things that that's doing in all of our minds is it's triggering our a positive neuro response um, that basically is motivating, you know, our hearts and our minds to, you know, move us forward. But this all is rooted in a theory. What I'd like to call true intentional change isn't it's intentional change theory is what it's called. So when you think about going through changes in your life and, you know, achieving your dream, like, this is what I want. This is the vision that I have for myself as a mother, as a business owner. This is, this is the beautiful life that I want to create. That vision of the ideal is where someone needs to begin. And that's what all those fun, positive quotes are, right? They're to, to get to challenge us to think that way, to think future forward, if you will. So when you go through this process of intentional change and this dreaming and visioning of what you want for yourself, um, that's step one. But the, the truth of the matter is that step two is there's a truth. You are where you are right now. You have the situations at home that you have right now. You have bills, you've got a mortgage, right? There's all the things you've got kids and commitments. So though that's accepting, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's where I want to go. How am I going to get there? And through the process of intentional change, when someone begins experimenting and practicing and coming up with new strategies and even small behaviors, small behavior changes to help move them towards that future vision, that future self, this triggers a response in the body that literally is like going on vacation. I'm, I'm trying to simplify it, but it's basically the same neuro response that combats against the fight or flight syndrome, which elevates our cortisol levels, stress mm-hmm. levels, um, has a lot of very negative mental health and stress impact. 
So anytime you are working towards your future vision, your future self and pursuing your dream. And by the way, your dream could be as simple as I want to go to three, three of my kids school events next year. Sometimes we get lost in these big, you know, ghastly visions and it's very hard. Intentional change would say you don't need that broader, you know, your dream is yours. It doesn't, it's not for me or you or any of us to define what dream looks like. And I can tell you that's, that's where I sort of started is like, I just want to be more present at home. That was a dream I had. And so small behavior changes along the way. Like I'm going to have a different work schedule. I'm going to talk about a work from home option. I'm going to, you know, pursue a hybrid work arrangement. I'm going to volunteer in my child's classroom this year now that it's open. Those are ways to make your dream vision of your future self come true. And it's similar, like we talked about, right? It's like going to uh, the airport when you arrive for vacation and you land and you're like, woohoo, I'm here. Like as soon as you make those things happen, it literally triggers this response that makes you decompress, that decreases your cortisol. Um, You actually build new neuro pathways in your brain along the process. So it can get rid of things like brain fog. And, it's, it's actually, it begins the process of neurogenesis. Anytime you're moving towards the dream state, learning and practicing with new behaviors and forming new, you know, work practices, new life practices, you actually are creating new neuro pathways that makes, you know what I mean? Your future self, all that more powerful and you know what I mean? Enlightened. Um, so that's, that's sort of like the geeky science behind, but if anybody wants to check it out, um, they should definitely research um, intentional change theory. It was uh, founded by Richard Boyatzis. He has an excellent book uh, out there called Resonant Leadership. Highly recommend it. And I was fortunate enough to study uh, with him when I was at Case. So it's one of the most powerful individual development as well as team development tools. Because, you know, Amy, as, as business owners, entrepreneurs, so much of what we do is not just for ourselves, it's for the people that we work for. So that concept of creating a future vision for the team, for your organization, for your business, for you know your customers, you can translate these concepts on the team level as well, which is incredibly powerful because that then motivates your colleagues, right? And gets them, you know, elevated and excited. And they don't look at I think go, we've oh all God, been in workplaces where we have been in those toxic environments and you just feel so drained. So by becoming these, these role models, these leaders, by Mm -hmm. embracing these intentional small changes, we are stepping into the the best version of ourselves and we're empowering others to do the same. Mm -hmm. Yes. So much value was dropped today. Brittany, where can we learn more about you? Sure. So, um, I am a uh, independent HR and talent management consultant. If you want to check out more about Dreamer Company, my story, check out www.thedreamercompany.com. And I should say it's D-R-E-M-R-Company.com. And Dreamer actually stands for my son's initials. That's how I came up with the, the company's name is I wanted to put my children at the heart of everything that I do. And so 
every time I look at my, my brand, my logo, I literally put, you know, my values in action every day because I work to create a better life for myself and my family and those around me. And so, um, check out the dreamercompany.com. You can follow me on Instagram at the dreamer co, and you can always email me at Brittany at the dreamercompany.com. And, um, if you Google it, it's hopefully it'll pop up, but it's D-R-E-M-R. So, um, it's, it's been an awesome journey and I'm really curious to see where it's going to go. You know what I mean? And there's anybody that I can help along the way. Um, I'm happy to do that. I love working with small business owners, you know, especially, um, from an HR and talent perspective, there, there can be a lot of hard challenges and decisions to make in that space currently. So always, uh, always open to have a awesome conversation. Yes. Yes. I am here for all of it. And I just, I love your abundance mindset, how you are just supporting everyone that, and you're making such an impact. You're such a, a role model for so many out there. So thank you, Brittany, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the podcast today. And if you are loving what you're hearing, be sure to give us a rating on the podcast app that you're listening to us on, that would mean the world to us. Until next time, we'll see you then. Mm -hmm.